Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast, episode 425 for November 12th, 2023. My name is Nathan Reed Spruth. Joining me this week, we have Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Bash. Nathan's back. I'm back. I, I had to do 770 miles of driving last weekend, so that kind of that kind of sucked. And we are also joined by, of course, Andrew Roe McFain. Yep, I'm, I'm here this time. You're here. You did it. You made it. Yeah, I you you tapped out a couple of weeks ago, and I'm not. I forget why, but you weren't here, and that's fine. I get it. It's sometimes too much, Nathan. I I understand. I get I get that, but uh, I just want you to know, last time I was here, I was dead tired, and then I think we did Shadow Run, and then afterwards, I was like, man, I'm gonna go lay down, and I went and lay down for an hour or so, and then I was like, I gotta go to the bathroom, and I stood up, went to the bathroom, and then uh, and then I fainted. That's oh yeah, normal. it was uh, it was awkward, and my my girlfriend got mad at me because I didn't want to like go to the doctor. I'm like, I my health insurance sucks. I'm in the United States. Of course, I don't want to go to the doctor. Hasn't uh, happened again, or nothing has it. No, I, I think it was just not enough fluids, and and I was just dead Fatigue. tired. That's yeah, a real thing. Uh, but now standing up know, too fast that happens to me sometimes. But I'm like six foot five. Now I don't have much to go. Like it's only like a foot or two for <laughs> for me. You'll see. You'll see if uh, if we hang out in March. You'll see uh, that I'm like a foot shorter than you. Is anyway, a very short person. I, I'm pretty short, but at least I can fit easily in uh, airplane seats. Above in airplane seats in the compact storage. <laughs> exactly. Uh, He's so, economical. So let me ask Connor. What games have you played this week? Oh wait. Where can we yeah, find you? Yeah, that's not what you asked first. That's yeah. what you wanted to ask. So you could find me, you could find you, you could find Aroa at aroa.website. And while you're there checking out all of our relevant social media links, you should check out two of those. One of those, if you're into fantasy actual play podcasts, is Clinton Score Classics, a Rise of the Rune Lords first edition actual play podcast. I worked real hard on it, and it's all free, and it's all available, it's all done. Go check it out. We did it. We, we did the it. The one we that I'm working it. on right the one I'm working on right now is a Shadowrun actual play podcast called Bug City Blues, which is a 6th World Edition actual play podcast. I'm working pretty ding-ding hard on it. I think this latest episode's probably the best thing I've ever made of anything so far. I'm pretty I've, proud of it. I've heard a single person give you a compliment on it. I've gotten a whole bunch of compliments on the other podcasts. Don't make me copy and paste them. I'm not really into vanity, but I'll do it. I'm well, no. totally into proving a point. I saw the, I think it was in our Bug City Blues chat, which you can join the Discord at the links below. Uh, and and somebody said that the, the editing and stuff was really good. Ash gave it kudos. The I don't think he listens to this podcast, but we got a dude in the Discord who's like a, a governmental contractor trucker or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of been fun to listen to just like on the perspective of, huh, other people with actual lives doing actual things. That's it's weird. Neat. I don't get it's it. It's weird. I don't, I don't uh, like the doing actual live things. You fun. know, I didn't get it either. And then he explained the paycheck he got and he's like, oh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now I get it. Uh, and then uh, let's, let's ask Aroa first. What games you played this week? Uh, you know. Uh, nothing, apparently. No. Not a, not I, a damn thing? I mean, did, did I? Not not much besides, uh, oh, I guess, well, wait, no, I didn't talk about this because I wasn't, you weren't here. I don't think I was, 
Yeah. Too, wait, well, well, you, were uh, last, you were here last I week. I was here last week, but I, I don't... No, I didn't talk about it, really. Uh, did I... Library of Ruina? I talk about that? I don't know. No. Uh, you talked about uh, Doppeldreck or something. Yeah, like I talked that. about Fremdganger. Yeah, that's... Uh, so, Library of Ruina is what, I, what I've mostly been playing. Uh, and it is... This is an interesting game. So it's like um the it, it's it's a card battler sort of visual novel sort of thing um called twisted like it's metal. Very... What? You're playing twisted metal. No, it's oh, okay. so not car battler, card. Oh, card. Okay. Yeah. So it, uh the way, the way it plays out is essentially you're the person running the uh the death game in in a death game anime. So oh, and, I think I think I've seen that on Steam. Yeah. So you're you like you invite people in and you're like, okay, if you if you win your trial, then you can have whatever you want. But if you lose, then you're dead and your soul's trapped here forever. And you you just have to kill everyone that comes in. And kind of part it, part of the the rest of the appeal of the game is is learning sort of what led these people to get to the point that they've decided to accept coming here and probably dying. Yeah. Uh, as well as the interpersonal relationships between those who are in here, not really willingly running this death game, but they, they don't really have any other choice either. Uh, there's, there's a lot, a lot of, a lot of interesting story stuff. Uh, and the combat is, it, it's, it's, Good so far. I feel like there's a lot of depth that I haven't gotten to yet because I'm still pretty early in the game. And I feel like I'm going to hit a wall at, at some point very soon because I I am not very good at strategy in most cases. And uh, I'm starting to struggle in in some of the some of the encounters. So but I, I watched a video talking about one particular scenario in the game, and I was like, well, this sounds absolutely fucking off the wall, uh, so I need to see what the fuck this is about. And so far, yeah, it's, it seems pretty cool. Uh, and it's a, it's a Korean game, which is rather unusual. Uh, they, it's the same people that made another game that probably... Uh, neither of you and none of our listener have heard of, which was uh, Lobotomy Corporation. I've heard of it's it. It is technically a sort of... It, it takes place in the same universe as Lobotomy Corporation. It, it It's sort of a sequel, but not really. It's just kind of happens to be in the same universe, which makes complete sense because lobotomy corporations just kind of a kind of a big homage to scp foundation so like but whenever you make something that's essentially the scp foundation like you can kind of expand that universe infinitely 
but yeah, it's uh it's really cool. Um I was fortunate enough that uh it went on sale right around the time that I thought about buying it. Got it for like 15 bucks and it's been well worth it thus far. Good. We are going to move on and we're going to talk to Cyberpunk Monk about what games he's played. You want to know what games I've played this week? Well, I've got an interesting one to mention right off the top. You guys know Cookie Clicker? Yes. Yeah. I beat Cookie Clicker for like 20 minutes. And what I say when I, what I mean when I say that I beat it is that there was no more upgrades for me to get. I, I had everything. And I was like, okay, I guess this will go from something I check on like once or twice a day to once or twice a week and I'll find something else to waste my time on. And while I was looking for a new game to play in the store, I had noticed that Cookie Clicker had an update from like four hours prior. That update brought a whole bunch of features from the app to it, so now I'm back to playing Cookie Clicker again. Which is like, <laughs> not even really a game. I don't know why I'm mentioning it. It's, it's, not. it's such a, a, a something to pass the time because haha, bar go up. Did they, uh, did they put the dungeons back in yet? They don't have dungeons. They are beginning to implement seasons, but there's a big old like to-do, work-in-progress, you know, a lot of buttons work in that they exist, but they don't work in that they function. It's it's cookie clicker. Like, I, I'm not asking anything of it, so the fact that I'm getting anything extra is phenomenal to me. How I'm more than happy to give them the, the five cents of ad revenue I probably generate a week. That is cur- That is what I was going to ask, is how do they make money on cookie clicker? You either pay for it, or they run an ad for Timu on the bottom, and you ignore it. Oh, okay, that makes... I I can't use Timu. I, it's like Wish. I just can't bring myself to do it because I, I don't hate myself. It's just crap. You don't need more crap. Yeah, did you play anything else? Yeah, so there is a game that I've been meaning to play for a while, and I've been mentioning that I've sort of been in the video game blues lately, so I forced myself to sit down and spend some time with it. Y'all know Yakuza Like a Dragon? Yes. Yeah. Holy cow, this game is good. Yeah, I... I I told you that. I a lot of people have told me that. A lot of people have told me that I specifically would fall in love with this game, and a lot of people specifically were very correct. Yes, and this then is, they go I was going to say they just released a new one called Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name. Man who It's like a feudal name. Japan or something like that. Yeah, no. something like. Uh no, this is still newer. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, it's it's like a it's like a a post Yakuza storyline game. Yeah. But the so Like a is... Dragon is so good. It has so many things for you to do. It is, uh, we spoke about it before, that it's like what Shenmue should be. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And they're very distinct games in my head playing both of them. Shenmue feels more like Virtua Fighter than Yakuza does. And I do want to also mention this is my first Yakuza title. And it's my understanding this is significantly different than the other ones. Yes. That's I don't what know I was if saying. the other ones were more like Shenmue or a Virtual Fighter or whatever like that. They are action Like, like a Dragon games. is, yeah, like, like a Dragon is the turn-based RPG. And the other Yakuza games are all uh, beat-em-ups, more or I, less. I don't think I would like to play this if it wasn't an action RPG like Dragon Quest. Yeah, there but are... boy, because it is, I am in love with it. It's great. It's fantastic. I'm happy you're enjoying it. How many hours do you have in it? And does it run well on the Steam Deck? Uh, I've only played it once on Steam Deck because I recently went through the hassle of doing some rewiring and now my computer's hooked up to my big TV. 
but it, that one time that I did play it, it ran fine. I think I was getting like 40 frames per second without playing around with it. And I went, that's cool. I'm going to go lay down in bed and do this now. Yeah, and when you're playing a, a turn-based RPG, 30, 40 frames a second is fine. Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't need to be higher than that. I am looking at 25 and a half hours, which is pretty Damn. good for, I think it's been about two weeks since I picked this game up. Yeah, yeah, you'll get, uh, it's about 100 hours. Oh. To, it's, a, it's a long game. See, I was in chapter 10 and I was like, I feel like I'm breezing through this, but uh, I haven't done like any looking at nothing. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, it's hard. Yeah. There are difficult parts to it, especially some of the side quests get kind of hard as well. A lot of the side quests I'll walk up, it's not so much an issue now, but when I was first like, oh, the world map's open to me. I'm going to go exploring. I hit points where I'm like, I am not supposed to be here right now, am I? I cross a street <laughs> and suddenly it's like, oh, these Koreans with crossbows are kicking my ass. I should not have gone over here. Yeah, yeah, there is a point where you, like, become a CEO of a business. Yeah, uh, Ichiban Confections. I'm yeah, and, and at some point, I'm going to, I'm sorry, I'm kind of spoiling that part of it, is one of the girls are like, we need to, up you're, you're like, we need to upgrade our place because we're getting too big, and they buy, like, a billion-dollar skyscraper. <laughs> okay. And so. Like out of my price range. And so you're you're standing there at the top and they're like no no don't worry it'll be it'll be great and your guys like fine fine we'll make it work and i during my stream was like and then if it doesn't work i can just jump off the top of this fucking building <laughs> like, make that happen yeah it seems to be like the traditional jack is a solution yeah Not traditional in the, the game sense and the anyways life sucks uh, yeah. video games are fun they are yeah uh uh, being that this was my first Yakuza installment, I was expecting this game to be a little more like Grand Theft Auto, like hyper-violent with a slash of wacky. And to my delight, it's wacky with a slice of hyper-violent. Yeah, yeah, it's it's more more towards the wacky, which is, is pretty great. Well, particularly that one, because you're playing as somebody who has some form of psychosis. Yeah, there's definitely a little bit of schizophrenia <laughs> or something going on with this guy. But he's such a lovable character. Like... I'm in love with everything in this. Like, I was expecting to do things like we're going to, you know, kick some asses of people who lost their fingers and smuggle guns and drugs and stuff like that. And it's like this homeless guy is friends with a kid who likes books. So I'm going to help this homeless guy make a bookshelf because this kid wants a, a present. I'm going to I'm going to do go kart racing around town and collect cans. I have done so many go kart racing. I picked up so <laughs> many cans like yeah. this. I'm. I'm. He jokes about wanting to be a hero. This game wants me. I want to go out and be a hero playing this game, and I like it when a game lets you be chaotic good like this. It's yeah. It's it's very good. I'm 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 happy that you're enjoying it because I really did. Uh, and then we're gonna move. Uh, did you have any other games to mention before we move on? Yeah. Did I mention Halo? It's it's fucking Halo. It's it's been the same shit it's been for the last twenty years. Okay, you played Halo. Good. We're gonna move on. And the only game I played. Uh, as I mentioned, I was driving on Monday, so I ended up getting, I think, 58, 59 hours of work in this week. So that was pretty good, getting, you know, 18 to 19 hours of overtime. Uh, but I, I, I bit the bullet. I said I wasn't going to, and then I did, and I bought Spider-Man 2 on my PS5, and uh, it's, it's really good. I really like the Spider-Man oh, 2. Oh, finally playing a game on a PS5, huh? Hey, hey, I, play, I played the original 
like PS4 version of God of War on my PS5. Oh, uh, yeah. And that's and and now mm. Spider Man. <laughs> that that game that's on PC. You playing that on your? I'm PS4? just gonna say the one thing I know about the new God of War is that when you play it on PC, there's a mod that makes it so you are Hank Hill and Bobby Hill. So I don't know why you're not playing that. It's the infinitely better version. Uh, because I would have had to buy it. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I bought the PlayStation Five at a relatively early. Uh, they gave me they like they gave you a PS4 game for free. Well, no, they they gave you like a ton of PS4 games for free. So like Days Gone, <laughs> God of War, a bunch of games. Uh, you don't have any games for this thing yet. Basically, some old ones. It'll play your old yeah. ones. And so well, I, I played it and you'll pay 70 bucks for it, but it'll play the old ones. Yeah. So I did. I, I was like, I could buy it on the PC or I could just play it on my PS5 because that would cost me $60 less. And that's what I did. Uh, but yeah, Spider-Man 2 is great. There is one point in the game. Just I, I posted a, a clip that I made on my Twitch where as Spider-Man, uh, you have to fight Craven, and Craven just wants his whole point is he wants somebody to challenge him and like be like be better than him. And so at some point you're choking Craven, and Craven's like harder. And I'm like, whoa, 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 <laughs> come on, man. Uh, and no, you he's know just, he's just that orc from Skyrim that you meet up on the mountain. Yeah, and you know that somebody wrote that and they knew what they were writing. <laughs> they, they knew when they did that scene that they were going to, people were going to take that out of context um, <laughs> or in context. And I just thought it was, I, I was like, come on, man, that's, that's your kink apparently, but whatever. And uh, really right in front of my mass superhero. Yes, Exactly. Uh, but it's uh, it, it was it was good, and I'm still playing it. I think I'm towards the end of the game, because uh, I did play it. I again, I played it the week before. You can go follow me twitch.tv forward slash read. Um, but I wasn't here last week, so I wasn't able to talk about it. And I don't want to spoil it too much because it is a brand new game. Uh, but yeah, you face you face Craven. That that's pretty well known. We're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about some some news. Uh, I'm going to briefly mention it because I really don't care and I don't want to talk about it that much. Uh, apparently, Omegle dead. Yeah, that, that's probably the right way to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, Omegle dead. It it died because the I think the guy just gave up. The The guy who was running it was just like, eh. I, yeah, I don't in order to do keep it. this business running, you were going to need to pay, like I think it was like $3.6 million or something like that. And they're like, nah. what if I don't? And then, and yeah. also, and also, a big part is, is you, everybody knows you go on Omegle and you see just, just, uh, phallic objects. Let's that's say. a penis. Yeah. Just over and over. Like, that's all you run into. So it makes sense that he would just be like, nah, I'm, I'm out. I'm tapping out. Uh, I, I, did you have anything to add to that, Aroa, since you're the one who brought up the story? I you you brought it up in our chat, not in the conversation, obviously. Well, uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of like sad in a in an old man way, I guess. Like I I don't know about you guys, but like I feel like Omegle is 
kind of like not at the same level, but very close to the same level as like whenever MySpace started like fading away. How it was like, oh yeah, that that place where like a lot of a lot of important things happened in my life. Um, a lot Omegle, of important like, things like, happened in your life on Omegle. I, I wouldn't it, it, like I said, it's saying like it, it, it's not quite the same level as as like MySpace, but it's like Omegle. It, it it like seeing it go away is kind of like if if 4chan went away or or if ytmnd finally actually died instead of just being a husk of its of its former self like it is right now yeah where like, where just watching it, it, the it's old it's always been there and, okay. and there I... there are so many videos that that feature like meeting weird people on omegle like I don't know. It's it's been such a ubiquitous part of internet culture, and it's kind of depressing to see that part of the world now gone. I can I can kind of relate to that, and and I'm gonna talk about professional wrestling when WCW died. The same thing. It's like it was always there when I was a kid, and then WCW was just dead. And you couldn't watch it anymore. Uh, it was kind of the same way. It's like, oh man, things are changing, and it's sad. And sometimes that happens, and we got to move on, which kind of sucks. So, and it is weird. I wouldn't think that Omega would cost that much money to keep it up and running, but well, it was the it was all the illegal and borderline illegal and questionable shit too. Yeah, like that that thing was a lawsuit machine. And I would imagine at some point, like, it's just too much. That makes sense. That That's fair. Like, just having, let's be fair, just all the people on Omega, like, 90% of the people on Omegle uh, were not, <laughs> were not good people. <laughs> yeah. Or, or not that they weren't, like, even that. It's just, it's a bunch of guys who are, you know, showing They're off They're just their really meat. gross people. Yeah, just really <laughs> gross it's um, it's like it was full of really gross people and teenagers and then like a very small percent of like YouTubers trying to get free content by basically. messing with people. Basically. Uh but that's it. That's all we're gonna say about Omegle. We're gonna move on and we're gonna move on to something more positive. The Golden Joystick Awards. And uh we're we're not gonna talk about every single category um in depth. But I did want to read through the list of awards, and we'll talk about the ones that we care about. The, let's face it, the one that we care about. Um, best Storytelling, Baldur's Gate 3. What? Uh, yeah. Uh, still Playing Around, uh, Still Playing Award, game that has been updated, No Man's Sky. I think this is just going to win every single year. <laughs> Like I do how, think it's funny that Call of Duty is on this list. It is. Uh, given how badly that Call of Duty 3 is doing right now. That, that's yeah. not what we're talking about, but I just wanted to mention that. Yeah. Uh, best visual design, Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, Studio of the Year, Larian Studios. Uh, best game expansion, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, uh, which is nice. Have you played Phantom Liberty yet, uh, Cyberpunk Monk? I think you, you mentioned you downloaded the, the game and played it recently. That is the only video game I purchased this year that wasn't on some sort of discount, and I 100%ed it. 
Also, it's like the only DLC that came out this year of Matter. What the hell is this category even about this year? I don't know. Best indie game, Sea of Stars. I have never played it. Never even. It won against Pizza Tower so it can go fuck itself. That I was surprised about. That and Dave the Diver. Both of those games are incredibly popular. Yeah, and Sea of Stars won. Best VR game, Horizon Call of the Mountain. Sure. Were there any other major VR games that came out? I have no idea. Best multiplayer <laughs> game. This is weird to me. Mortal Kombat 1. Best multiplayer what? game. There sure were... Uh, I mean, like, maybe if it was best fighter game, but I was going <laughs> to say there sure were a lot of fighter games, actually, this game that probably were better than Mortal Kombat 1. Probably. Man, they were really struggling to find contenders for that category because they they put exoprimal on that list Oof, and that game was no one even knows great. what the fuck exoprimal is i played that with uh sarah luna and uh air fox the the actual full release or the beta the full release it's on game pass oh uh... yeah um best audio final fantasy 16 that's the only thing apparently final fantasy 16 could win uh, because that game was not great. Uh, best game trailer. Why? Why? Why have this? Why category? even? Uh, Cyberpunk. <laughs> we need to give Idris Elba another reward, otherwise he won't show up. Yeah, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven Phantom Liberty. Best streaming game. Valorant. Um, I guess. What? I. I. Uh, I uh, what, what, what even they don't even they don't even have other contenders in this list. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I... Uh, it, it's it, apparently oh, unlike the majority of the awards at the Golden Joysticks, which are voted for by our readers and the gaming public at large, best streaming game is a critically voted award. Oh, so they just went with whatever game gets the most viewers on Twitch. Um, well, I, that's what I was thinking. It had to be something <laughs> like that. Uh, best game community, Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, best gaming hardware, PSVR 2. Um, what? I would, I what would you, probably They put say a the, fucking SSD in this list. <laughs> what? Oh, I haven't been what clicking on it. What a fucking stupid category. Uh, Alienware 3. 34AW3423DWF. <laughs> Is that a I want to. Alienware and best gaming hardware should not be in the same sentence. Um, I, w- I wish that there was like an actual presentation involved with this so that they could. And the, 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 the fucking nominees are a PSVR 2, the Nitro Deck, the Alienware 34AW3423DWF. <laughs> <laughs> A hard drive. Um, Just a why is Steam? Tongue. Why is Steam Deck not on here? Uh, it was released. That came last out year. last year. Oh, did it? Mm, yeah. Time. Yeah. Um, That's why it's already outdated and bad. Turtle Beach Stealth Pro headset was another one. The Nitro Deck is a fucking. It's just a a dock for the Switch. It's awful. That has controllers built in. Uh, Breakthrough Award, Cocoon Geometric Interactive. Uh, I oh I you, you know what's funny about that By is that the uh, is that the the game I talked about last week, Fremdganger, has the exact same gimmick. Interesting. So you know, I don't like this one. I don't like Critics' <laughs> Choice Award. Alan Wake Two. Yeah, Alan Wake Two shouldn't be winning any awards. It's it's it flopped. 
Yeah. I. Why would that be Critics' Choice Award too? Because you would think. I mean, they get it. Everyone was very critical of it. When did they? When did this get like voted on? Uh, I don't know, but it. This was published two days ago. Like. Yeah. Um. Best. Whatever. Best lead performer. Oh, oh! Final Fantasy sixteen won another one for Ben Starr in Final Fantasy sixteen. Sure. What? Best lead performer. Uh, best supporting performer. Neil Newborn, uh, Asterian from Baldur's Gate three. Which is you, wait, everyone. Everyone loves you, Asterian. How? Okay, but how? How do you define a lead performer versus a supporting performer? Because you could make Asterian uh, well, the main character in your game. You can, but I would think that it's within the the context of the of the main, like it's the main character. And yes, there you is can make, no you main can, character. Right, you can make exactly. That's why Baldur's Gate three couldn't <sighs> really do that because you don't really have a main character. Um, but yet they they have a non main character nominated in the lead performer thing in because they have both Alan Wake and somebody named Saga Anderson in, uh, in the, the lead performer. And they, Oh, they have, they have Peter Parker and Miles Morales, both in, in lead performer. Uh, yeah, they're, they're like co co leads. I could see that. Go fuck themselves. Just like this, the next category, it can go fuck itself. The, Best supporting one or the best Nintendo game of the year? Yeah, yeah, Nintendo game of the year. Like what? Uh, what are you they, even? Well, what are you doing at that point? To be fair, they have Nintendo, PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. They each have their own category. It's yeah, but that so doesn't need to be a thing. I agree with yeah. Aro on this one. Uh, so Nintendo game of the year is Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, okay. PC game of the year: Baldur's Gate Three. Uh, Xbox Game of the Year, Starfield. Uh, PlayStation Game of the Year, Resident Evil 4. Ooh, that's gotta hurt. Yeah. Most, yeah, you would think that would be... Let's, Ooh, that's gotta sting just a little. Resident Evil 4 remake, even though that... It doesn't... What What are the definitions for these categories? I don't Games know, that, that released on this console. Also, yeah, also... Wait, wait, like, wait, 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 all of these up. nominees also came out on PC. We need to back up here, though. Because it's Final Fantasy 16, Resident Evil 4, Street Fighter 6, Humanity, Armored Core 6, and Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Where in the ever-living fuck is Spider-Man? That's a good fucking question. <laughs> they didn't even put Spider-Man 2 in the list. Well, clearly that's not going to be Game of the Year. Have you seen this remake of Resident Evil 4? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like why wouldn't you put the one game that was made by Sony? I don't know. Most wanted game is Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Um, is it? I I guess there were a <laughs> lot of pe- lot of things in this category. Why did they even put the Suicide Squad game on here? So like, they've got people they had... hated the look of that shit so much that they delayed it. They had like 20 games in this category. <laughs> what the fuck yeah. is Pacific Drive? No idea. Uh-huh. I don't know. Um, What's Black Myth Wukong? 
Uh, actually, uh, I've heard that, about that, that one, one. I do know. Yeah. Yeah, it's a. I don't, it's, I don't, I don't know. That. It's um, it it it's. What is that? That very popular Chinese uh, myth. It's Western oh, Tale or Tales Pacific of the West. Drive actually looked really cool. Um, but I mean, and Warhammer: Age of Sigmar is on this list, and it didn't win. So yeah, nobody obviously. wanted that. I don't know why this this list is telling <laughs> um, lies. And then uh, I think this is the Universal Game of the Year. Is that what it's called? Uh, Ultimate, Ultimate Game, Game, Game of the Year. Baldur's Gate Three. So we have seven of the. Of the categories went to Baldur's Gate 3. You mean it wasn't Metroid Prime Remastered? No, shockingly (laughs) enough. You mean it wasn't Cocoon? Um, Fuck you, List. What about Dead Space Remake? But Or Uh, Assassin's Creed? So, I I just, I wanted to talk, I've been wanting to talk about the Game of the Year stuff since Baldur's Gate 3 came out, because you know... Nintendo was like, man, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, that's going to be game of the year. Larian um, Studios is like, hold my beer. Yeah, Larian <laughs> Studios was like, oh, we're just going to release this awesome game. And it's like, ah, shit. Like, you know, Microsoft and Nintendo were kind of vying for that spot. Like, Microsoft was like, man, I want Starfield to be game of the year. And Nintendo was like, we don't need Zelda to be game of the year. And Larian Studios was like, nah, we got this. Like, not even with an effort. Well, Larian Studios just like, or not not that they didn't put effort in. It was just like, Larian Studios showed up and just hat tricked everyone. Just made it look easy. Ah, and yeah. that's what I mean. I, I hadn't I hadn't looked at Baldur's Gate three at all since it was announced, and then like it coming out and being like one of the best games of all time easily is just like fucking balling. I, I hadn't been paying attention because I, I do that with, with early access games. Like, I'll look when they first release and then just be like, eh, I'll wait. And then, like, three years later, like, there was a bunch of hype, like, basically a month or two before the game released. And I was like, man, this looks, this looks really good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this. And, yeah, one of the best games released in the last 20 years. Um, just fantastic. And, you know, maybe it's just because I like kicking people off of buildings, but it's great. And I, I, one of the things I like about Baldur's Gate 3 is you just have room to experiment. It's not like, hey, you have to do it this way. There are a couple fights that have like a puzzle that, yeah, you have to do it in a certain way. But most of the time you don't have to do that. There was a puzzle in... The end of the first act, where you have to go and like align some stuff on the floor, and I was just like, "Man, I I don't understand the puzzle," and so I just went up to the lock and picked the lock, and it worked. So it was just it's amazing the things that you could find out to do in that game, um, where a lot of these games like Final Fantasy sixteen, it's very much like you have to do it this way. Uh, and I think that's and that's a big thing with uh, what Legend of Zelda, right, is just experimenting with different ways to do different puzzles. And it's not just, hey, you have to do it this way. You have to build this particular contraption. Uh, you can just you can go in and, and experiment and figure out your own way to solve the puzzles, which is pretty awesome. It, yeah, it all very much feels like like a step in the direction of 
kind of what open world games have been trying to accomplish since like probably since like grand theft auto yeah of of creating a true sandbox experience yeah both of those games are great and honestly i think that if if baldur's gate 3 had not come out uh tears of the kingdom probably would have swept 100 percent but fucking Larian Studios just came out and was like, now nah, we're going to Drax you all. And it's great. I, I am happy. The one thing, I, the last thing I want to talk or mention is the uh, lead, the, the CEO or whatever. The, he came up and he was like, hey, you know, I want to thank everyone, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I need to m- mention Wizards of the Coast. I actually have to because the Pinkertons are at my table. Uh, <laughs> but he said, uh, the, the biggest thing he said was we told them we were going to do one thing. Uh, we went a completely different direction and they allowed us to do it and just stepped away and let us do our thing. So that they, and, they and, had, they had the pedigree where I, I think they, they could get away with that. And, and he said a note to all licensees and licensors, just let them do their thing. Like don't don't involve yourself too much in what's going on. Just let the creative the, people do what they need to do. The and weirdest thing. Been, go on. That that has been the the difference between every good licensed game and movie, really. Uh, just every every licensed property that that has come out in a different form than its original. Whenever it's been good, it's been because the license holder has gone, okay, we trust you, and they've just let them go. And it's ended up being a much better product than it had any right to be. And and there are certain times where I can't I can't list any off the any off the top of my head because I'm not well versed in, you know, producer slash licensee uh like relationships. But I'm sure there have been times where the producers come up and been like, hey, we need to change this. And it's been better. I've heard of, of certain times where, you know, a the Zack Snyder cut, right? Um, people really loved it, but it's also a four-hour movie. <laughs> and not that Joss Whedon did a better better job on it where and trimmed it down to like two hours, but there have been times similar to that where it's like, okay, this movie is five hours long we need to trim some fat um and thankfully with games you don't really have that you don't really have that problem because you know Baldur's Gate 3 was a hundred hour game and everyone fucking loves it so it's great did you ever beat that Aroa nope are you going to I hope okay we are going to move on to our next story. Wait, Connor was going to say something. I, all, oh. all I wanted to say was that I think it's very impressive that of all the companies to be like, yes, we trust you with this IP. Do what you got to do the best. That it's Wizards of the Coast not totally fucking things up. The That's people weird. who are notoriously like doing everything in their power to kick their fans in the balls over and over. Yeah, I'm I'm happy that they they allowed Larian Studios to do their thing, and I have no idea what. Larian's next game was going is going to be. I know they have come out and said it's probably not going to be on the scale of Baldur's Gate three. Yeah, it's okay. They should they should calm down. Let 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 the next next release be so good. Exactly, and and I, it should be noted also. I the Pathfinder games have come out, 
since Baldur's Gate 3 was in production. Uh, uh, what was it? Pathfinder Kingmaker and Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous. And I thought, man, these are great games that really, you know, at some point captured the feel of playing Pathfinder. And then you play Baldur's Gate 3 and you're like, oh my God, this is so much better than both of those games. <laughs> Which is sad, but it's it really is. It captures that feeling of oh. sitting down and actually playing Dungeons and Dragons. I imagine that it's probably because Baldur's Gate 3 had like eight times the budget of both of those Pathfinder games combined. Also, I the a big part of the Pathfinder games that really bogged it down for me was like in Kingmaker and in Wrath of the Righteous, there's like a strategy element to the game where I just didn't like it. Like, What's that? It, you want to have an RPG party adventure? Have you tried managing an army? No, really, we insist. Yeah. No. Yeah, I that they need to take that out. And Baldur's Gate Three doesn't have that. It just has the fucking game that you play where you're you're your character running around doing good or bad things. Um, and and possibly, possibly saving owl bears and putting them in cute armor. Owl bears are adorable and also vicious. And I'm happy that it, Connor has not put an owl bear into Shadowrun yet. No, no, no. They're called drop bears in Shadowrun, and they're fucking terrifying. Oh, okay. Uh, do they actually exist in Shadowrun? Yes, okay. and they have magical gonorrhea. Awesome. <laughs> or maybe Perfect. it's magical chlamydia. It's whatever ones they actually have, but it's magically active, so it's extra suck. Awesome. I think it's chlamydia. We are going to move on, and we're going to talk about the Steam Deck, O-L-E-D. Uh, it's, it's coming out. I don't think any of us are going to buy it. Nope. No, there's literally no reason to buy it if you already have one. Yeah, it's nice. Like it's, if you already have a Steam Deck. It adds on some stuff. Uh, it has a, a higher peak brightness in HDR. It has HDR. It has the same resolution as a slightly bigger screen at uh, 7.4 inches instead of the 7 inches. Uh, you can get a max refresh rate of 90 hertz, which is going to kill the battery faster. Um, it does have a bigger battery, I believe. Slightly bigger battery. Uh, or better I think battery. It, I think it has, it, I'm sorry. I think it has better battery life because the APU uh, has a it, it had a die shrink. Yeah, it went from so. what seven nanometers to six nanometers. Yep. And then also, I think the OLED might make it last a little bit longer too because you have oh. that. The bat the battery is uh, slightly bigger. It's uh, well, twenty five percent bigger. Oh, that's uh, it's significant. Fifty bigger. watt hour battery instead of 40, 40 watt hour. Interesting. And then we have, uh, you have a new variant, the one uh, with one terabyte of internal storage. Um, there's also the addition of Wi Fi 6E, which, if you have a Wi Fi 6E router, that's good. I do not. I feel like I, most people probably don't. I, yeah. I've been thinking about getting one for my quest, but ooh, money. I've been thinking about getting a new router because the position of my current router is is not in a great place and so my tv has really crappy uh wi-fi on it and then also it being so far away anyway i've been thinking about getting i love having wires run throughout my entire house i i also have no problem with that uh yeah the high-tech low life in me fucking loves it like yeah looking at the (laughs) the ceilings of my room fucking piece of art looks like goddamn midgar up in here yeah, I have one wire on my living room ceiling. 
Uh, but that would be a pretty long run to get it down to my or over into my bedroom. So I might just do a better Wi-Fi router. Anyway, um, it says that the the RAM is 16 gigabits. I'm sorry, gigabytes and LDDR5, but speeds are going up from uh, what is it, 5,500 mega transfers a second to 6,400 mega transfers a second. Uh, so it could load games a little bit faster for the this new version of the Steam Deck. It's cool. I again, I'm not gonna buy one. I'm gonna wait until the Steam Deck two and see how that goes. Yeah, and... all this is 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 that the the all of the the vendors that they buy these parts from have essentially dumped the the old hardware that they were using in the steam deck and now this stuff is the same price as the previous stuff yeah so it's a refresh and it, it's yeah. like when they come out with the they just came out with the ps5 slim same thing mm -hmm. it's just a refresh yeah, it's fine it's um, whatever the and they say that the steam deck 2 is about two or three years away so hey i'm sure we can we can handle using the current steam deck not OLED current steam version. deck is fine like Unless you're trying to play Armored Core on it, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Have you tried playing Armored Core on it? I don't own Armored Core. I just happen to know that's one of those titles that it's like, come on, guys, let's be realistic about what we're asking this thing to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there, there are certain games that are not great to play on it. I'm sure there, there are a lot of people who are going to buy this OLED uh, Steam Deck. But it should also be noted Lots that... Lots of fucking stupid people bought the Nintendo Switch OLED. Yeah, well, and here's the thing, too. With the Steam Deck, you can go on iFixit and buy an OLED screen. Yeah. Uh, you have to... I, I understand I, not wanting I don't to think take, that would be a good idea to do that. No, I, so. I don't want to take apart my Steam Deck. I know a lot of people have done it and, you know, upgraded the storage or upgraded the battery or upgraded the screen, but I just don't want to take apart my Steam Deck. I like it being the way it well, is right now. It, like the, the just I, I unless unless it comes with something to adapt the the uh electrical connection running into it like you could run into problems with that you anyway just, you just pop out the yeah yeah i mean the screen from iFixit is made for the steam deck okay it's it's a legit part from I, valve oh okay i th i i thought maybe it was like you could you could go on there. You can you can buy the new OLED screen and just shove it in the case for the for the original Switch or uh, Steam Deck. No, no, you can you can up, you I believe you can upgrade. Uh, and I could be oh. wrong, but you can you can buy replacement screens and stuff from iFixit. Uh, yeah, I, did, I, did, I meant specifically the OLED. Um, let me check iFixit. You could you could be right. I mean, I, it, I still. As somebody who is using an old ass like 2011 IPS 1080p screen as his main monitor, I see no value at all in an OLED screen versus an LCD screen if there's any difference in price. Yeah. Like buying an OLED screen to upgrade the Steam Deck is such a non consideration mm -hmm. that I, 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 cannot fathom why anyone would do that and i could and in fact would think less of someone who would do that it's, i think i i think i'm oh, sorry 
in my opinion, it's 100% a, oh, it's there and it's available thing. Like you said earlier, it's the old standard had dropped out and now something that used to be of higher yeah. prices now in that old slot. And they're just saying, hey, look, it fits. It fits. I, the... I think I am wrong, though. I think that okay. uh, you can buy the matte screen. Ah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can upgrade to the, the higher end original Steam Deck screen. Uh, the OLED will not work. I'm sure if you give it a little bit of time, someone will work on a, an adapter or something. The The big issue with that is that you got to be careful about your power usage whenever you got something mobile like this. Mm -hmm. And if you're at the point where you are already considering taking your Steam, part of deck and, uh, Steam Deck apart and swapping the pieces out, you might as well just do a total overhaul. And at that point, you really ought to look at the parts you're buying and think, is it going to be better to just wait a couple of years and get Steam Deck 2 when it comes out? You, you know, it's... Yes, you could have it now or sooner, but you probably could just wait and spend that money on the new officially supported hardware when it's out soon. Yeah. Not to mention, we, we didn't point out that the the Steam Deck OLED also has a larger fan, and they kind of redid the way that the cooling is set up oh, yeah. so that it runs it runs like noticeably cooler than the OG Steam Deck. Well, that's good. I think uh, I heard it probably was quieter. helped by the die shrink. I'm not sure if it actually is quieter, but the one question I have is does it still have that good Steam Deck smell? Probably. That is, a, that is an important question. You'll and have to you'll honestly, have to buy if, one. If you're not getting if you're not getting that good smell when you turn it on, what's even the point of owning it? You'll have to buy one. I still shove my nose you. in the exhaust vent. Every once in a while I gotta gotta get that thermal paste or whatever it is. It sure does smell so good. I, I think it's just because it's warm and warm activating yeah. here on a monkey brain probably we are gonna we're gonna move on to our next story and talk about uh apparently the escapist is dead yeah yep. it happened fast yeah uh i did not read much about this but uh i think was it aroa who brought this story up? it was me uh yep. zero and punctuation actually... left yeah so Basically, uh, the company that owns The Escapist, which is a very not <laughs> good company. I can't, I can't remember what the name of it they is. They own but a bunch they, of different stuff. Yeah, they're, they're like a really shitty conglomerate sort of company. And for whatever reason, they fired the editor-in-chief of the escapist who had frankly revived that brand uh there was there was a time a uh, few years ago where the escapist had gone from being sort of a a b tier website for content creators uh, of a of a certain caliber uh to put their shit on there. Kind of like uh, that guy with the glasses was back in the day where like, it was just a brand that you could be associated with if you had a following. I always and... kind of viewed them more as like big old coattails that somebody big and popular could walk around wearing and everyone else can just hop on and, and hang on for dear life. But, yeah. And that, that was kind of the thing is that like at the end of the day, I think most people, the only reason that they knew the escapist even existed was because zero punctuation slash Yahtzee Groshaw was not on there. Zero punctuation, maybe, maybe Robert Moran, uh, the dude who did Legendary Heroes. 
maybe. Yeah. That's maybe. about it. I can't actually think of anything else worth uh, looking I, at. at every at time I every time I saw anything from the escapist that wasn't zero punctuation, I went I I just uh, I ignored it. Completely ignored it. Every time they posted anything in like their community feed that was like uh, hey, we're doing this thing, and and don't forget to support all of our creators with the blah, blah. and I would always comment like, yeah, can I just like if I donate money, can I specifically say I just wanted to go to Yahtzee mm-hmm. because I I just wanted to go to Yahtzee because I don't like anything else that any of your creators put out. Um, but like finding out just how ludicrous this move was uh from yahtzee afterwards because uh, because what it, what happened they they fired the editor-in-chief who like i said essentially rebirthed the brand and it does have a at least a decent number of people who actually like all of the other creators on there um and then they had they had like just started doing like a regular D campaign i guess or something uh that while Yahtzee was a part of, like it was kind of its own entity. And yeah, so they they got rid of him. And then almost immediately afterwards, once that kind of went down, the, the, once the memo went out, more or less, then uh, everyone else on the video team quit the escapist. They they just immediately resigned, including Yahtzee, because they were just like, no, if this is if this is who we're working for, then there's no point. This is this is a sinking ship, and we're getting out now. And good on the editor in chief. He refused severance pay, uh, because he refused to sign an NDA about yeah. what all had happened. Fuck yeah! And yeah, I have a weird feeling all of these guys are going to be a okay. I would not they, be surprised if Yahtzee specifically has enough pull where he's going to be like, I'm just going to make my own publishing house, British accent. And it just shows up. Uh, that, that is exactly what happened. Ah, um, yes. the, 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 most of the information that I know about this situation came from a video of them announcing their new platform slash channel. Where, it's uh, called The Rescapist. I, I don't, I don't, think I don't that's actually true. remember what it's called. It is not that though. Um, they, they, they immediately, uh, launched uh, a competitor and it's, uh, it's going to be good. Probably uh, doing a lot almost everyone. Too. Yeah. Almost everyone from the escapist video team has come on with them in uh, along with some of the, uh, writers, uh, because the the video team and the the writing teams were separate at the Escapist, I guess. Uh, but a lot of a lot of the writing team jumped ship along with the video team. So, right. so there was a yeah. while. Uh, so I would watch Zero Punctuation, and then for a while they had extra credits, which was like a news, like a, a you know a five minute ten minute news thing that they would do. Like two or oh, three like the Reading Entertainment week. Channel, but better. Yeah, exactly. Didn't the, guy, didn't the guy that did extra credits wasn't he like he 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 got in trouble, right? Didn't he get canceled for something? I don't know, but I know that they had problems with pay. Yeah, where that, they were, that was what they I was were, thinking of. Yeah, they were producing videos, and Escapist wasn't paying them, and it's the Escapist would come up and say, "Hey, 
we'll we'll pay you. We we got the money. We we got the money coming in. We're we're just gonna pay you in like a couple of weeks, and then that pay would never come. And so the escape or uh, extra credits ended up just going and doing their own thing. Uh, that's the only real drama that I remember, but I know there was quite a bit of drama. Um, I, with, I was probably just like assigning negative emotions to the extra credits people and then forgot what the context was and just assumed that they did something bad because that's just how YouTube tends to work. But, I mean, yeah. it's it's just the nature of media. Like if somebody makes good media, you're going to hear about it. And if they don't make good media, it's you're not going to hear about them. Yeah. A lot of these things, if they're not like, oh, you mean those guys? You like, like if we say, oh, Yahtzee Krawha, we we're kind of like, oh, yeah, we all know kind of what his shtick is. He has that one formula video, and he does it pretty darn well. And and here's here's the thing. You said that Nick Calandra, uh, the the old editor, declined the severance pay because he didn't want to sign the NDA. And yep. kudos to him for doing that. I don't know if I could do that. That's pretty based. Well, I mean, like, you're not in news public. I mean, you kind of are, but like, you're not really in news the way that these people are. No, but like, you know, if, uh, if I, I don't know if I could do that, like from any company, if they're like, here's three months of pay, but you have to sign this NDA. Like my brain would be like, I like three months of pay. <laughs> I think it would, I think it would depend on yeah. the situation and particularly with where he was at and everyone everyone who was a fan of the escapist essentially knew that that guy was the reason that the the site turned around and not to mention he almost definitely knew that yahtzee would come with him yeah and if, if knowing Yahtzee's that like it, yeah everyone's just gonna follow yahtzee at the yep. end of the day so like i think he knew that he had a cushion to fall back on regardless and it, another, like, fascinating thing, and, and it's really a testament to the fact that the guy knows what the hell he's doing with a brand, uh, they came up with everything involving the new independent brand in, like, three days. Like, it, it, it all of the, like, logo and like, I... just the, the, the whole concept for the brand, like, everything about it, three days. That, I do wonder if they didn't have this as a backup plan already. Like he he had something in his mind like if if I get shit canned, what will I do? Uh Yahtzee mentioned that um this was sort of like like everyone already wanted him to go independent for years to begin with. Yeah. And so this was kind of like as soon as that guy got let go, that was his sign to to just jump ship. Like like there was nothing else holding him there. So and I kind of got that impression from a lot of uh, his like unscripted stuff whenever he would talk about the escapist that he was pretty much there because he felt obligated more than anything else. Like they were good to him. Or at least somebody at the escapist was good to him, and so it really only seemed right that as long as they were doing right by him, that he keep feeding them. And yeah, so I, I, I'm sure place. that they talked behind the scenes too, where he's the the editor in chief was probably like, "Some shit's gonna hit the fan here soon. We probably need to think about an exit strategy." Oh, okay, 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 okay. So. 
I remember that it was bought a while back. Uh, yeah. But in 2022, the Escapist went to Gamers Group. Ah, uh, that's okay. Yeah, it looks like. Who is Gamers Group? Are they like Gamergate? No, they're they're probably it's... a conglomerate that owns a bunch of different. Um, it says the same year which uh, acquired the Twinfinite and Prima. Prima. Yeah, they're, they're, it's G-A-M-U-R-S. They own Dot Esports, Pro Game Guides, uh, Game Per, uh, Twinfinite, uh, Prima, like you said, Touch Tap Play, which I've heard of, Gamer Journalist, uh, Attack of the Fanboy. Oh, that's, uh, that's an old one. Uh, we got this covered. Never heard of that one. The Mary Sue. Never heard of that one. They own Destructoid. Interestingly, uh, Operation Sports. Okay, PC Invasion. Upcomer. Uh, Escapist. Silicon Era. Uh, Game Skinny. Those. Yeah, those are all of their brands. I'm trying to figure out who owned before. Uh, gamers group but looking up anything in the escapist right now it's just like everyone left it dead um but yeah like i know that they were bought from they they basically had one conglomerate that was bad and they were bought by another conglomerate that was also bad uh yeah so long time coming yeah uh and we'll see what happens was there any information because this was a couple of days ago that all this stuff come out came out um do we have any information on the new name of the uh, platform? Uh, hold on. I'll see if I can. We mentioned basically that they started it. Second out, Wind. Second Wind. Okay. And they, honest... they're employee owned. Well, I got to say, just having Yahtzee doing something that resembles but is legally distinct from zero punctuation and just having a D&D show, that will be enough for this new website to succeed. I also Anything wonder... extra is just icing on the tape in you know, extra funds on top. I also wonder if Zero Punctuation is owned by the Escapist or owned by Yahtzee himself. Yahtzee does not have the rights. Okay. Correct. Okay, so he'll have to do, like, some punctuation. Nope, that's actually... I think that might already be a brand. I think that was (laughs) something that he... Because he he did he did a few like spinoff shows that were more talky, less uh, you know it, less uh, funny, like yes. where he just had an had had a lot more unscripted, off the cuff sort of stuff. So stay tuned for their new release, punctuation not found. <laughs> Something like that. We'll we'll see what happens with with uh, Mister Croshaw there. Yeah, give it like a week. I'm sure they'll be ready to announce stuff soon. Hey, you, give them some time. That's it's all a very big change. You you might have heard a ding. Uh, that was Nick Lotus joining the call. Howdy. Hi there. Now we have to restart this whole thing. So uh, we watch Amine. <laughs> no, that's that we're done. That song's dead. Um, hi. Shadowrun's canceled tonight, so I figured I'd. Pop in here and just I was I was gonna just listen, but you you invited me into this right. episode. I I, I, I thought I that was what out. was gonna happen. Yeah, I called you out. I I do that, and you're not supposed to do that on streams. Apparently, people get mad if they join and you're like, "Oh, hey, how's it going?" And then they're like, "I just wanted to lurk." 
Oh, oh, yeah, it's, uh, do, do that in chat. Don't do that in it's the poor form. I guess. I, it I, no, I, I disagree I'm, on that. I like, if you're... I'm sorry, I committed a faux pas. No, I, I think you are fine. But if you are hopping into a chat and the expectation is, oh, I'm just going to be here and not talk or anything like that, it's just like, and if it's being streamed, it's like, just listen to this the stream. Is, this is on, well, that, that if somebody joins your Twitch stream and yeah, you guys are live right now, are you? Well, no, n n no. that's. No, we we don't we don't do this live anymore. I didn't but, think so. But no, uh, uh, but it, it it is like if you if you show up in the chat and you're like talking with people, it is uh, it is rather or, or especially if you don't say anything and you're just sitting in the chat and like somebody and like the streamer points out that you're there. That's uh, that's very rude of the streamer to it, do that. I think it depends on the. Per, like if it's somebody I know, well, of like course. if, if of you, course it does. If you come in or Connor comes in, I'm gonna be like, "Hey guys, how's it going?" Uh, but it's if me, it's like, "Fuck you." Yeah. Well, but if, and it's also very different because uh, we have a combined audience of three people. <laughs> exactly. So, like it, it, it's a completely different thing. Whenever you're a you're well, a massive come on, streamer. it's at least four. I'm here. That's true. <laughs> um, we're gonna. I never watch his streams. No, you've come into my streams occasionally, but usually it's like it has to be a game that you're like, why are you playing this? Yes, I, I see the notification and I'm like, you're playing what? And, <laughs> and I join, <laughs> I look at it and then I leave. Yeah, uh, we are going to move on to the next story, which is another one I believe Aroa brought up, which there's a a new highly invasive backdoor snuck into open source packages targeting developers. <laughs> so it, in our ongoing series of stuff that i don't think anyone really cares all that much about besides me um there's a uh bit of malware that's in a bunch of uh python libraries slash packages that uh is normally i i would just say like oh look it's another sign that you shouldn't just install stuff and include packages in your software that you don't know what the hell it is and what it's doing. Um, but this is particularly remarkable in just how malicious it is. Cause most of the time, whenever you see malware of any kind anymore, it's just kind of mean, uh, or, or it's like, it, it steals from you. It's that, like ransomware or something where it'll just it's, lock it's everything ransomware. down. It's ransomware. Uh, it's, it, like, worst case, yeah, it's ransomware. Uh, most of the time, it's probably not even going to be that. It's just going to steal your passwords. It's going to go into, into Chrome or Firefox, and it's going to wait for you to unlock your password safe, and then it's going to steal everything from you. Uh, or maybe it'll be like a keylogger. This motherfucker... Um, it essentially tries to DDoS your computer via <laughs> ramping up the CPU usage as high as it can to make your computer overheat. <laughs> oh. And, and it'll oh. and it'll like it'll put a batch script in your startup folder so that whenever you start the computer up, it immediately shuts it back down. <laughs> so no, uh, Nicolotus said we weren't playing Shadowrun today, and all these things sound like things you would do in Shadowrun. <laughs> these things, th like, these are things that I'm actually just taking notes. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> like, uh, it, 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 
like opens a back door so that they can just manually run any commands they want on your computer. Like this is this is some serious like early 2000s or or, or late 90s like assholery sort of malware that we don't see much anymore and that was why I wanted to bring it up. Like it has the capability of doing like encryption and and becoming ransomware but like it also can like take pictures of you through the webcam and record audio and shit and it will just like pop up messages and make fun of you uh there there's one where uh one payload where it pops up a me an error message in the middle of the screen that says your computer is going to start burning good luck smiley face or <laughs> your computer is going to die now good luck getting it back smiley face well, thanks they, for the warning i guess yeah they um I I I at least with this because I don't know if you guys have gotten the emails that are like it, it's it's an obvious scammer who's just like hey I have compromising photos of you give me lots of bitcoin yeah. and I'm like okay fucking show me the video like so so they uh, they didn't they didn't actually list it um in text in the article, but there's an image that has uh, a list of all the commands that, that. They, that they can send. Uh, there's stuff like change the volume of the victim's computer, uh, cause a blue screen, um, where's the get a file, encrypt all files, decrypt all files, turn the victim's screen on and off without stopping. <laughs> Change the victim's desktop wallpaper. Listen to background music to the victim. Stop listening to background music to the victim. I just want to mention, if somebody hacks my computer and it starts rickrolling me in the middle of the night, I'm going to be very upset after I'm done laughing. <laughs> there's, there's one where the icon for it is skull crossbones and the name of the command is computer kill and the description is fucks the victim's computer. This is... I mean, at least they're having a good they time. They can send their voice to the to the victim's computer. There's it, it's a live audio feed. You know, That's when I was terrifying. like 13, the very first virus I ever wrote, it was written in Visual Basic, and after a random amount of time between 10 and 1,000 milliseconds, uh, it would decide to open up your CD drive. <laughs> and I would put that on my friend's computer, and it would go, ha, 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 that's very funny. And then we'd remove it and not think about it anything. Like... It's not very dangerous. It shows how dangerous programming can be, I guess, but it was pretty innocent. This seems like the next evolution of that. <laughs> this is, uh, like, I used to I used to watch a lot of malware testing videos uh, in the late 2000s, mainly, because that was whenever you had cool shit like this still. Mm -hmm. and, and, like, this reminds me of that, that sort of stuff. Or, like, DOS malware, where it would do like really goofy shit where every third key press just wouldn't register and that sort of stuff. Uh, the I love you virus it, or whatever it was, the same kind of idea. Just like for as simple as it is, it can be incredibly interruptive. Yeah. And it, it could also relay stuff back to a discord server via webhook. So like you could, you could control this shit from a discord server. So you could even have like multiple people trolling somebody over this and like they they know 
they know it's going to be used for trolling. Like that is its purpose because there's shit like the, the screen one where it makes your screen flash. It's literally titled screen troll. So like this isn't just made like as a means of, of stealing somebody's info or, or, or any of that. It's, it's straight up just to fuck with people. And while, while no, it's not good that it has all the, the really malicious stuff in it. I think it's, it's interesting and kind of charming in a, in a dark way that there are still malware developers who are having fun with this as, as obviously very malicious and illegal as it is. Real talk. I am very surprised that windows even lets this shit fly nowadays. I am so surprised that this doesn't get flagged as like, hold on. There's a thread doing something weird. Well, but I guess it's Python and you approved it. Well, part of it, that's, part the, of it that's is, the best thing is it can turn off windows defender. <laughs> Yep, deactivate Windows Defender and Task Manager. So I'm going to blame Connor. I'm going to blame Connor for his Rickroll reference here, but all I can think about right now is that on my wedding night, I went to a karaoke bar and sang Never Gonna Give You Up. <laughs> well, that's, that, that's we... fun. I'm sorry. What and I gave, them my, I gave them Mrs. Nicole as my name. Mrs. Nicole. I'm it's, never going to give you up as a good wedding song. Oh, is that is that because you just got married? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh. My my, my wet, on on my wedding night after the wedding, we went out with one of our friends to a karaoke bar, and that's the song I sang. And now, thanks to this malware I infected on Nathan's computer, you could sing that to him anywhere in the world, basically. <laughs> that's great. Noise. Um, we're gonna move on to our last story. Final story of the day. Uh, even. Even worse than the malware that can make your computer blow up. Uh, Amazon now has medical plans for $9 yeah, a month. I don't trust this shit. I do I not so trust, trust this shit. shit. I do not trust pharmaceuticals coming from a underpaid, overworked factory worker at Amazon. That is not the person I want to be my pharma- ph- pharmaceutical pharmaceutical pharmacist. That's not the person I want to be my pharmacist. I think this is, it's not just pharmacy. It's primary care. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's actually make it any better. Current, yeah, their their current offerings are pharmaceuticals, which was already like, okay, oh, I don't know yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I like how cheap are these drugs? If I can pay five dollars a month and get as many pills as I want. Well, and here's like, the thing: that's how, how much they should be. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. Or or less, uh, because you know they're making a profit off of it. No, they're probably buying all this shit from the Canada price and then turning around and selling it for you know three hundred percent market themselves. That like, was that was why they that was why they bought the the company that they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it says here now the 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 shitty thing is it actually sounds not terrible. Uh, the if I it know. wasn't Amazon, on paper. yeah, on paper it sounds fine. But if it wasn't Amazon, it might be all right. It says one medical provides access to twenty four seven care virtual care, expedited care for common concerns such as cold symptoms and skin issues, and same or next day remote or in-person appointments at one medical primary care offices. Um, not sure where those are or if those are like um, like partnered. There like aren't you have, very like many. In-network. Like if, no, if, it's, they're, okay. they're actual like one medical branded locations. And I have a weird those? feeling you're going to see them in your Amazon town soon. Probably. Um, I yeah, I could see one popping up around here. Which it's, again, 
The Clotus said we aren't playing Shadowrun tonight. Yeah. No Megacorp <laughs> cities. It says, notably, virtual care users will not have any additional costs as the entire service is included in the membership fee. So that's cool. I mean, I fainted. Uh, I told you guys this, uh, la not last week, but the week before. I fainted. Uh, just so you know, I, I hit my head and, and cracked it open a little bit. It was didn't require stitches or anything. It was fine. Um, my girlfriend it was scared like, the crap out of us, though, when he told us about it. Ah, that's fine. Luckily, uh, it was just Nathan's head. I, yeah, I told my girlfriend, like, I fainted. And she's like, you didn't crack your head open. I was like, no, of course not. Because um, I didn't is want, he, I didn't want he, to go to the hospital. Because he adjusts the towel on the back of his head soaked you in blood. Lie, so you lied to your girlfriend about an injury. Yeah. Um, and so if, if she doesn't listen to the podcast, so that's probably for the best. Um, but it, it wasn't bad. It was fine. It, it, I, I put a rag on it for a while. It was fine. But I ended up calling through my insurance. They allow you to do Teladoc stuff. So I called up the Teladoc stuff. And that cost me $50. So wow. just one appointment. Well, crap. Some people, some people pay that much for just a copay. Well, and that's the thing. If I would have went to the doctor, I would have had to pay whatever the copay was. Uh, which is probably more than that. I don't know. My insurance I sucks. Man. I mean, if you have good insurance, your copay is not that dang high. I don't. It's either... Problem is we're in America, yeah. so we don't have good insurance. Yeah. Well, I, I work for a hospital. My insurance is fucking phenomenal. I work for a dentist, and you think that my house, my insurance would be great? It's not. No. I, to pay a ton I think your money. dental's phenomenal. It It's not. The dental is not very good either. Sad. Um, my rough. insurance is good. That's good. Uh, I work for a union company. So, oh, that's good. But going back to the story, the reason I bring that up is you're paying $9 a month and that virtual care, like that Teladoc being $50, right? That's included with that $9 a month, which is yeah. pretty good. It's good for um, now, but, but like, this is just going to be an excuse. Oh, we need to increase the price because look at all these extra services we're giving you. Yeah. Um, that, and, and also like... How many patients does a doctor contracted through this have to see in a day mm -hmm. to make ends meet? How how good are these doctors going to be? Yeah, are they going to be like like are, are they are they licensed medical professionals in a particular like in another country where they have lower standards than than the U.S. Like, no it, it how does... often are they just are they going to say? Sounds like you have a cold. Here's a prescription for I don't know antibiotics or something. And it's like, well, that it, like I don't know. I feel I feel like we shouldn't be allowing tech companies to break no. into shit like this. Yeah. Even if they're buying something like, yeah, I get it. They they bought one medical for the purpose of using their expertise and like getting approvals for all this. But like the, the everything about big tech companies is about the furthering of profit margins. And like that's two different industries combining together, big tech and medical. They're both about cutting costs as much as possible. And I'm supposed to trust these people with my health. Yeah. And I just don't think I can do that. It does. I never want to uh, yeah, have no. my medical care be owned by a POI. No, and we don't. It's, and it's the, complicated. It really is. But I mean, excuse me if you can hear my son screaming in the background. 
I don't know what his dad did to piss him off. Sorry, but... that's me. I'm a little upset. Yeah. Um, it you're, does... you're not my baby daddy. <laughs> no, he was saying that. He was I, saying no that screaming, he's the, that is. He is yes. the baby. Oh, yeah. no, no, I am no, the no, baby. No, no, no. It's, no I, I'm downstairs on my phone and my son is upstairs with my husband. I don't know what he did to piss him off. But anyway, gosh, I just, um, it, I don't know, like just thinking about the 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 human element of the whole thing is is what's really messing me up on this story. It does say to, uh apparently one medical if you don't have a prime subscription is $199 a year. Uh prime members can get it for $99 a year. Uh and then if you add on an additional person it's an additional $66 per additional person. Um, well, I mean, I, like, I've, I've had plenty of, but, but I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I was, I was trying to collect my thoughts after my child stopped, started screaming. But what I was going to say is that telehealth can be pretty good. You know, like I, I have, I've done some telehealth appointments in the past year that have been great. Yeah. But uh, and, and I, I think telehealth is, is a great thing for an insurance provider to offer, uh, my my problem specifically with the way that Amazon is doing this is it it feels kind of like better health or better help and and like those the the therapy over text sort of services where they they have a reputation for overworking and underpaying their providers and essentially like get, putting putting these medical professionals into an environment where they are treated much the same as any other like Amazon factory worker, well, factory worker, I say, but you know, warehouse worker or whatever. And like, that's, that's not good because it's, it's one thing. And like, not to say that it, that the warehouse workers don't matter, but it's one thing whenever your Amazon package like gets mishandled and something gets missorted. It's another thing when you have an extremely overworked, stressed, tired, underpaid doctor who is giving recommendations that yeah. aren't right. That I, totally makes yeah. sense. And I am looking at the the list because we mentioned that there's not a lot of one medical places. Uh, yeah. It looks like there's actual there's 25 cities that it is in. Uh, one of which is Portland, Oregon, which has about five or six. It has it has six different locations in Portland, Oregon, which is about a three hour drive for me. So if I were to sign up for this, I would have to. If I wanted to go in office, I'd have to go three hours away to to actually see somebody. Um, and there's nothing in. Uh, where where any of us are really? So nobody, there's none in Chicago. Um, Wait, doesn't there were there were locations in Chicago? Were there? Yeah. Uh, oh, yep. I'm sorry. There is. I was looking at St. Louis, um, as uh, well. Yeah. There's nothing no, in St. Louis. Nope. <laughs> you can say that again. Yeah. yeah. Nothing in St. Louis. Um, and then yeah, there's not there's not a lot. There's not a lot of places for you to go if you want to go in office. I think But that's also that... I, I'm sure that Amazon doesn't really care so much about that. Yeah. Because it, it serve their one medical serves like a, the huge population centers, like mm -hmm. Portland, Seattle, all that. And so 
it, and they just want those people's money. Yeah, it looks like I I would not be opposed to having like having this as an in addition to the insurance that I currently have. If it wasn't owned by Amazon. Yeah, it, I just I really don't like the idea that it has 24/7 virtual care available for such a cheap price. That yeah. seems iffy and like I would even go so far as to say I'm concerned that this could end up causing problems in the industry overall. Mm-hmm. Like not and not even just that like it's going to create un unjustified expectations for like other companies in the medical industry. But like the, the reason I, that I mentioned the, like giving antibiotics for a cold scenario, like mistakes like that are how mm-hmm. we get shit like COVID-19 it's it's you, we end up furthering the, our steps towards making an unstoppable superbug That's going to destroy most of humanity. Like we, I thought we about, can't, I- I thought about that when you said it. I was like, but a cold's a virus. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was my point. Is that like a doctor shouldn't do that, but a doctor who is running on two hours of sleep and has seen 30 people already in the first six hours of, of work, that's not like- They're going to overprescribe antibiotics and that's going yeah. to be what kills us all. Yeah, you're, you're, you're going to fuck shit up overall. Like that's, that's why we, it, like- The state of the medical industry as a whole is why we have shit like overprescribing antidepressants and prescribing the wrong antidepressants and antipsychotics to people because insurance companies don't want to pay for you to go to an actual psychiatrist. They want you to go to your primary care physician to get psychiatric drugs and they don't understand what the fuck they're doing. But they'd rather go to a therapist than actually get like weed that can help them. Yeah, it, like there's there's so much already wrong, and this is only going to make things worse. I'm in Oregon. And, I can do hate... whatever I want. <laughs> well, so can I. But uh, it, it's still just like it's not good. This whole situation is not good, and it's yet another thing that a big tech company is breaking into when they should just shut up and keep making AWS because that's like the only, the only good thing that Amazon has done outside of, you know, making it so that I can buy a, a box of, of Chinese screws and have it here the next day. Yeah. I, I don't like this, but I'm sure there are people who are going to sign up for it because it's included with oh, Prime. It's, it's going to be a hit. It's going to be an absolute hit. And, and, and I hate that. I do too. I, we need, and oh, I, I think we all agree. There's certainly a section of the population this is going to save money for, and that sucks. Yeah. I, I think we all agree that we just need a universal healthcare system in the United States that doesn't suck. Uh, yeah. That's I think things are going to get a lot worse before they get a lot better. What, what really sucks, too, is that with something like this now happening, I could absolutely see... Amazon lobbying for a universal healthcare system wherein th- this becomes like kind of the standard where it's like yes it's a universal healthcare system in that like your copay is is limited to 9 dollars 
and you can you can be seen at any one of these major medical conglomerates for you know under your your Medicare plan. Like, I had so a I think... thought about this kind of along the lines of when you control the medical outlets like this, you kind of get to control how people get their care. And if you have a whole bunch of piss poor factory workers who aren't supposed to be off because they're sick, they're not going to get their approved sick leave. So I yeah. was just, it doesn't say that the in-office visits are covered by that $9 a month. Probably it, not. It says here, alternatively, pa patients that prefer office visits can use insurance or pay out of pocket. So the one medical Of course is, there's the loophole in there. Yeah, it's well, basically uh, the 24 That's the $9 seven. a month. Yeah. Yeah, and so you're paying, you're, it's probably still significantly cheaper than, say, going to an ER or something. Or going to another medical facility that you're when you're not signed up to this, but I'm it it it's not the nine dollars a month. You have to pay something additional to that um, to get the in person care. Yeah. Um. But I'm I I don't know. I don't I don't like this. We should we should not do this. I just I I have very little uh knowledge about how expensive medical stuff is, but I just Very. like, like how, how difficult can it possibly be to make basic healthcare affordable? Uh, it, it's not that difficult. In fact, I think that there's like 30 countries who have done that and they do a better job than the United States. The problem is it's very difficult in the United States because we have lobbyists who decide that, they want to buy politicians and increase their profits. We've actually spoken about it before where when a company gets an IPO, they have to continually make money because, and they can't be stagnant. So let's say, you know, the Reet and Entertainment podcast blows up and we make a million dollars in a year and we get an IPO. Um, and then that I have shareholders who, where if I make, if I don't, do everything in my power to make money to make more than that million dollars next year they can sue me so we have all these companies that are pharmaceutical companies and medical companies and hospitals that are ipo and their share they have shareholders that need to well, make they're, a they're profit public yeah public is is well, IPO yeah. stands for initial public offering. That's just whenever you go public and and get on the stock market. Right, right. You're, you're. I understand what he means. Though. Like being a publicly traded pharmaceutical company, those shouldn't be co-aligned. That, that shouldn't be a thing. No. You shouldn't have a pro. There shouldn't be a profit motive to health. Right, and that's what we have in the United States, and that's why it can't be affordable in the United States until we break down the system. Um. Or pass laws that make it so that they can't do that. But that's not going to happen because all the politicians are bought and paid for by pharmaceutical companies. Anyway, now that that's your, your weekly dose of sadness, uh, that's also the end of our podcast. That's basically, um, I do have one honorable mention. It's going to take me 30 seconds. What? You all know that new Call of Duty game? Oh. What's, what about Call of Duty? Yeah. yeah they, uh, apparently, they, they really messed up with the balance on their maps. And a lot of the maps that they released on the game are just removed from matchmaking because people were getting like spawn killed at the start of games and it wasn't fair. So well, that's not a good position to be in. Yeah, and that's always fun. That's that's enjoyable. 
It's lame. Do you remember when Call of Duty used to have, like, I don't really like the guy, but Dr. Disrespect or whatever the fuck his name is. I know that he made maps. He designed, like, heat maps and, like, level design as a, as a study, as an art. What happened? Um, they have to push out a new game every year. That's yeah, but, happened. I mean, I've been playing Halo for the last 20 years. I, for one, know firsthand. You could just release the same map with the new skin over and over. Sometimes we'll even pay for it. That's true. That is, that is 100% true. They've been doing that since Halo 2. Just definitely. They still release Halo 1 maps on Halo Infinite. I, yeah. I, the only thing I really wanted to say with that is, what a damn shame that they didn't take any of the lessons they've learned. And I'll just go ahead and say, being the number one multiplayer first-person shooter in the market, and how the mighty have fallen. Also good riddance. Yeah. Uh, but I want to. That's okay. They're owned by Microsoft now, so who who the fuck knows what's going to happen? Right. They're going to start putting Halo maps in Call of Duty. <laughs> Don't fucking threaten me with a good time. <laughs> really? Uh, and I, I was talking to a coworker about this. They need to go back to map design from like the mid 2010s. Like Battlefield 4 maps were fucking primo. Levolution and shit like that. More of that. Now everything's boring, linear, and I mean, I guess at least it's colorful now, but it's not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would, I, I'm going to thank you guys for being here. So thank you, Aroa. You're welcome. Thank you for being here, Cyberpunk Monk. I was definitely here. Thank you for being here, Nick Lotus. Even though I popped in, like, in the middle, thanks for having me. More, more towards the end, actually, but that's okay. <laughs> um, and we will be... Well, uh, well, thanks for having me anyway. You're, Lucky you're you, welcome. you missed all the bad parts. Yeah. And we will be back next week uh, with, more, with more stuff. I'll actually be here next week, probably. Unless they make me go for another 700-mile drive. Goodbye. Goodbye, I everybody. Drive 700 miles an hour. Drive 700 more.